Everybody, this is the Geekiest Show Ever, show number three. Um, tonight I'm joined by Guy Searle, Mark Rudd, and Tim Robertson. Hi, guys, how are you doing? Hey, Hello. Hey. How are you doing, David Cohen? Wrong. I'm doing pretty good. Cool. So, what, what we're going to talk about tonight is shows that died before their time. So, TV shows that were cancelled really before they um, got an opportunity to prove themselves. I, there, you know, there's so many of them out there that. I, it, I had a hard time putting a list together, to be honest, guys. I don't know about you, but I, I had I a hard a time. I, I solicited some people up on Twitter. Did anybody else do that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I, I, some of the responses I got back were shows I thought, well, <laughs> they didn't die soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, the flip side of this, and maybe we can also get into this, and I just thought of this, the shows that's gone on too goddamn long. Uh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. probably about half of what's currently on television. I, I I think you're probably <laughs> right. I mean, there. I you know I was watching uh, uh, what was it Heroes the other day. Oh yeah. And I saw an ad for the last three ers. Three what er is still on? Good yeah. God, who yeah. watches that show? It's like 15 years old. Well, well not only that, movie. you know, if if you go by if you go by the actors that are on there, you know, George Clooney would have already retired from being a doctor. The damn show's been on so long. He yeah. probably got his son on there now. Yeah, George Clooney <laughs> Jr. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. That show should have ended when uh, the goose from uh, Top Gun died on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't. I, Anthony, Anthony. I want to say Anthony Michaels. Is that his name? No. 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 Anthony, Anthony. No. Not Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Is that him? No. Oh, no, no. 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 Hold on. Anthony Michael Hall was in like the Breakfast Anthony Club. Edwards. Anthony yes. Edwards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You got it. That's it. That's another topic we need to do someday. Eighties uh, teen shows that we all grew up with because we're all oh, yeah. around the same. Well, guy's a little bit older. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, Sonny. I'm going back to the sixties on that one. <laughs> But that's another so where do we show begin we this whole do. thing? Uh, well, David, it was your idea to come up with the topic. What was your first show? It was the, there's a, there's a show. It only lasted for a few for a few episodes, um, but it was absolutely fantastic. And and I think it was a bit before its time because now there's there's several shows that kind of have the same theme. Um, and it was called Brimstone. Did you watch it? You know the name sounds really familiar. I I think was it a BBC show? No, no, this was an American show. Was it an American show? Uh, I, don't, I, don't know which, I don't know which network it was on, but it was an American show. Sounds As I say, really familiar. It was one of these things that was cancelled mid, midway through its first season, and they didn't show all the episodes. But the, the setup was that there was this, uh, this cop who, um, his wife had been, had been raped and killed, and he found the guy who'd done it, um, who, hadn't been, who hadn't been caught for the crime, and he shot him and, um, and, and then killed himself. And because of that, he was sent ah. to hell. Right, and he's returned uh, yeah. to Earth by the devil to recover 113 that's, escaped that's evil the spirits. One. That's yes. the one. Yeah. IMDB, kind of... IMDB is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did so, you cheat, um, you cheater? What, what, was, what was great about this show is, is, you know, back when it came out, this was a few years back, nobody had done anything like that before. Um, so it was quite an original concept. And also the performances, the guy who played the devil is the guy who played the older L- Lionel Luther in, in um, Smallville. Um, oh, it's the same yes. actor. 
Yeah, and and as his performance as a devil was absolutely captivating. He was really mischievous, but you know, also completely, obviously, completely utterly evil. And what the basis said it was every week he had the the cop had to he was he was come, had come back from hell, so he was effectively immortal. Um, and he had these tattoos all over his body with the names uh, and the crimes of each of these these escaped souls. And he had to track them down and shoot them in the eyes to uh, send them back to hell. And the contract was if he if he got all 113, then he would be um, allowed to, to 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 live on. Yeah, um, John, John, John Glover is the guy who paid the devil. Absolutely. Right. And and it, you know it was just it was really well done. It wasn't um, even though the the set up sounds fairly formulaic it's kind of like you know evil of the week the way they were kind of treating it was um was a kind of a bit more story arc than that you were tr- you're finding out more about the cop and you know how he'd got in this position he was in and he was very morally um torn by what he was being asked to do and every week the devil would be coming along and really i mean the devil was a real sort of t- he was played as a kind of as a, a tempting devil uh, you know so he was always uh, you know playing with the guy's head and everything it was a, it was a really interesting show and just when you started to really get into it and think this thing might have some legs they cancelled it yeah, yeah i just from did... uh, 10 years ago wow was it 10 years ago that long ago that makes me feel really yeah. old yeah peter horton <laughs> peter horton played the lead in it i just yeah. did a search on youtube and they have uh the pilot and episode one. I don't know if episode one is the pilot or not, but I'm going to um, write that one down. I'd like to I'd yeah. like to check that out. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Huh? I, I, it's so, one that I don't even remember at all. Well, that's probably. I vaguely remember it, but I can't. Rem- I didn't remember that it stood out to me. But I definitely want to check out the uh, that episode and see what that's all about. All right, my number yeah. one show that was canceled. It, it ran an entire season, and my wife was into it. Uh, my, uh, second to oldest daughter was really into it. We really looked forward to it. I really dug it and it was called surface and it was uh, an exceptionally well done show. Did any, have you, any of you guys, did you ever watch surface? When, when did it come of, out? Uh, maybe three years ago. Is this yeah, one of the, uh, was there a whole load of, uh, that season, a whole load of kind of like aliens invade the earth type yes. shows? Was it like that? There was. Yeah, I think I remember. I might have seen one or two episodes of it. It was a show that you had to watch from the beginning to really get. And the mystery was: there's these creatures that live in the sea. Maybe uh, at first you're not sure. Uh, they're huge creatures. Where do they come from? What are they doing down there? Are they intelligent? Are they not? Uh, there's a kid on the show who gets a baby one and tries to raise it, and uh, of course that gets into a whole lot of trouble. There's a girl who's She's kind of trying to find out the truth about it. There's a secret government organization that looks like that they actually created it. Uh, it was a really good show. I mean, it had a lot of twists and turns, and the acting was first rate. The writing was great. I mean, I was really captivated by the show. And, of course, season one ended on a huge cliffhanger, and that was it. There is no more after that show. <laughs> that's you see that that's that's the worst thing is when they get cancelled you know right in the middle of something really big and then you never get to find out what happened. Well, they said that they were actually going to have a two-hour TV movie to wrap up the series, but of course it didn't happen. That and that ticks me off too. And if, and if it hasn't happened by now, you oh yeah, it's never going to happen. It's just one of those things. I would like to maybe find the blog of the main writer <laughs> and see what okay, else he's done. Ju- no, well, no, just to tell me. How the how you know? Yeah. Tell me what happened at the end, just so I know. Yeah. So my Jonas burning and Josh curiosity. Tate were the creators? 
Who? Jonas and Josh hmm. Pate. P A T E. Hmm. But the the problem is, he would if you contacted them, they'd probably go. Oh, I don't know. We were we were making out week by week. <laughs> yeah. It, no, this was too laid out. There, it, it really felt like the first season of Heroes, like that there was going to be something at the end. There was going to be a big payoff, and of course, the big payoff was you have to tune in next year to find out how this goes. And there was no next year, which oh, it just really ticked me off, and it really ticked my wife off. It's um, just in hiatus. Yeah, it's just in hiatus. <laughs> For a few years. My, my wife actually <laughs> is hesitant to get into new shows now because she doesn't want to be as disappointed like she was with Surface. I mean, she you know still brings it up. Well, I, it, do exa- really I do exactly of- the same thing. Yeah, I do too. It, it kind of depends on what the sh- what the shows are. If you're talking about something like Lost or Heroes, yeah, you know, you can you can start to get into it, and if the show doesn't make it, the show doesn't make it. But there, I mean, there have been plenty of shows out there that you know, I mean, that you have your your emergency or your topic of the week, and it's all wrapped up by the end of the episode, and the next episode and the one before it don't necessarily coincide with each other. Yeah, but there's also shows that do that where you can watch per episode and it really doesn't matter if you watch the one before or after but it really helps if you do i would say like boston legal was a show that you know if you didn't if you never watched the practice and you didn't understand where denny crane came from or how he first hooked up with alan shore if you never watched the practice which i didn't at the time um it really didn't make a difference that it, it stood on its own and like every two years on boston legal they would have a complete revamp of all the supporting characters anyways Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, exactly. you know, it helped if you watched the episode before or the one after, but it wasn't necessary to do so to enjoy the show. Yeah. No, it was, that was, that was, you know, as, as far as your, your main cast for, now there's a show that went before its time, uh, only because I think, uh, what was it, Shatner was tired of doing it or something? No, Shatner said that he would have been happy to go. It was the network that said they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it this last year. Well, they certainly had a shorter season this year than than any other year. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing with that show: it was very liberal leaning, obviously. Yeah. Um, and they attacked everybody, and I know for a fact. I remember reading stuff online that um, some major corporations really weren't happy with the show because it painted them in a bad light, and yet they're advertising on that network yeah, or their type work. of businesses. The yeah, their type of businesses. But I'll give credit to ABC. They kept it on the show for, what, five years, six years? Five years, yeah. Five years. And yeah. uh, I give them credit for that. I mean, at least we got five years out of it. But it was it, Robert E. Kelly was the creator of it, and he's such a brilliant writer. Um, and I didn't agree with everything they said, but actually pretty did, much most it, of it. it, I it, it <laughs> no, I, I mean, there was quite a bit of it that I didn't agree with. Yeah. As far as, you know, what it was, they were, you know, their their legal fight of the week or whatever. But I mean, just the interaction between Shatner and um, oh god, this is terrible. Alan Shore's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shatner and, and James Spader yep. and Candace Bergen. Even even Renee. I can't even pronounce his last name. I just call him Odo. Yeah, Odo. <laughs> <laughs> Every even even the minor characters they had on there, like Betty Betty White. Oh, she played a brilliant role on there. Was she, and you know, and they would bring these people in, and she was playing essentially the same role that she's always played on TV. You know, whether it was the Mary Tyler Moore show, right? Except 
Golden Girls or whatever. She's always played the same character, except this time she's got this this sinister twist. Yeah, she's demented. <laughs> Arms robbery and she's killing people. And and even Alan Shore is like, I can't keep getting you off from murder, so you've got to stop doing this. <laughs> Brilliant character. I'm and well, that that's yeah. the thing about that show. You never knew it was going to happen. Um, oh. There was some problems about that show, though. Uh, they brought in John Larroquette, mm-hmm. and they brought in uh, the guy who played the the Asperger syndrome guy. Well, I liked him, and I, I did too. Didn't but care, I didn't care for John Larroquette. But well, here's the problem: this show, uh, and I know we're getting kind of off topic, but that's the kind of point of this geekiest show yeah. ever. Um, the problem is, guy, that it, it was a spinoff from. Boston or uh, the practice, right? Right. Well, those two actors had other roles on the practice. John Larroquette was this mastermind evil guy, which he played brilliantly. And he was the guy that would kill other people and always get away with it and get himself off. I mean, he was just brilliant. And then the guy who had the Asperger syndrome, he was a murderous priest. <laughs> and so for someone who had watched the practice, I got caught up on the practice right after Boston Legal started. Um, I knew who these characters were, and I'm like, wait a minute. They've already been in this universe, if you will. You know, he was the one guy, and he was the other guy, and um, it, it was. I thought it was funny. But, you know, they, they don't even acknowledge it. But yet, that show did break that uh, that, that fourth wall, if you will. Where they would say something like, "Well, you know, we got to come back for next episode," you know, well, <laughs> little yeah, things like that that would just they like pretty yeah. much only did that in the last season, though. No, they did that. Uh, they've been doing that since the first season, man. Did they? Yeah, they would always say stuff like, "Well, we got to do it for the ratings," <laughs> well, <laughs> and you would make I, you step again, back was, for a second. This was an ensemble show that that had various people come in, usually for like little bit parts, but whenever they were on. They were on Henry Gibson as the shocking judge. Just shocking. Really wasn't an ensemble show, though. It really was a two-man show. That show would not have worked without Denny Crane and Alan Shore. That's what the show was about. And everybody else was simply supporting characters. You know, I'm kind of going through the list of the people they had here. Besides Odo, did you know that uh, that Armin Shimmerin had also been on that show? Yes, I do. And they had a huge collection of ex-Star Trek people on that show. Yeah, uh, who else? Who else did they have that was ex Star Trek? In fact, they had uh, uh, the guy who played uh, was it Ar- the guy who played the the Ferengi on DS Nine? That yeah, was him, right? Uh, uh, yeah, Arm Shimmerman. Yeah, yeah, they had him and Odo in a scene together, and they kind of bickered a little bit. And I was like, "Well, any Star Trekky fan will it's will recognize yeah. this." I mean, it yeah. was it was classic. Yeah. Their heads are exploding. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's probably, move on. Yeah, I was going to say they probably had people you wouldn't recognize because without the makeup, most most of them you wouldn't recognize them in real life. Well, it depends. If if they'd had Worf on there, he has such a distinctive voice that you'd probably yeah. pretty much be able to recognize him anywhere. So my second, my my first pick was Surface. Mark, what about you? What's one from you? Show that well, was canceled this, too early. This one's going to be obvious to probably any fans of this show and everybody on the panel. But I know what you're going to say my 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 number one. Um, at this stage, I have some other ones that are close, but 
It has to be Firefly. Yeah. Oh, it's too yeah, easy. No, that's too, too easy. easy. Yeah, that, that's too easy. But, but I mean, come on. We're, yeah. we're not going to be least... able to get through this discussion. Without, I mean, I have some more Absolutely. obscure ones in my list, but gosh, guys, I mean, but, but yeah, we see, could talk it, about this one for a while. In, you know? in some respects, yes and no. I agree that Firefox ended too soon. Or Firefly. Or, or, or Firefly <laughs> ended Firefly. too soon. That's, that's ex- show, too. Except... We got Except a wrap what? up. We got closure. We got a movie out of it. That I there was figure, no though, real. I, I, I can't even see closure. I mean, the characters are so compelling, and the storyline was so compelling. When I when the final the final episode where you know there's beginning to be kind of a problem, and and you've got uh, River and and you know she's kind of getting ready to leave to go back to the alliance, and then they kind of brought him back in for the series. But man, I'll tell you what, I I really wanted to see. Where they were going to go. I wanted to see where Anara and Reynolds were going to go. I wanted to see where all those things were going to go. But but just beyond that, just the whole the whole idea of a Western set in space. In space, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could watch that every week, at, for every day of the week. It was just well, awesome. And, and of course, uh, Joss Whedon, his writing was so spot on, and it's just yeah. awesome. Star I think, Bonanza. I think, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. What 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 a you know, saddened me about Firefly. And I came to Firefly very late. I, you know, it was, I'd heard about it. I only sat down and watched, you know, all of the, of the published episodes probably about two, three years after it had been cancelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me too. And I, and, I, and I got to watch them in the right order, which was right. something, the net, right. something the network got wrong, which didn't really help the, help the show in that the fact they showed everything out of order and people didn't understand what the hell was going on. And didn't on. even air all the episodes. No. Um, well, so I, I think got there to... was only one episode that actually wasn't aired. Yeah, that was uh, a pilot. Yeah, yeah. But well, on the DVD, of, on the, the DVD, they showed show. they showed a couple that didn't get aired. But later on in reruns on Sci-Fi, I think they they ended up showing them. But, right. the, but the thing for me that that saddens me, and and yeah, I agree with you, Tim. Obviously, we got closure of the storyline um, th- through the movie. But what what you know saddens me about Firefly is that you know we'd have had two three seasons of that because the 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 writing and the dialogue in particular was oh, epic. God. You know, it was, know, it was it, the 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 way the characters talked to each other was so natural, yep. um, and and was was so funny, and you yeah. know, and you really you really see that in I mean, particularly in the movie, some of the dialogue in the movie is absolutely brilliant, oh, yeah. and um, you know, some of the characterization, everything was was always on the money, mm. um, you know, it really was it really was a, you know a, a wonderful a wonderful way to spend time was what watching Firefly it really was was great. Yeah, I came whenever into it I, whenever as I well. stop watching. Whenever I go back through the DVD and watch the uh, the series again in order, I mean, and and I and and the thing about it is now my my wife watches it, my son watches it, others in my family, people I've turned on to it who've watched and said, "Wow, that's awesome!" It really kind of because we're talking about things were canceled too soon. I think it had a lot. There were a lot as we used earlier in this uh, podcast. It had a lot of legs, and I think Fox particularly is known for letting things go too soon. Which we'll, I'm sure, talk about later. But um, yeah, the I, Simpsons I, there was are a lot coming into their twentieth year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, that that one has to be up there. But there's some other blunders I think that we'll you, talk about as we get farther in. But yeah, Firefly you, definitely. You know, there was a uh, a fan made documentary, um, and I cannot think of the name of it right now. And the funny thing is, I bought it and I own it, and it was really well done. They had interviews with everybody on the show, Josh Wheaton. Um, I mean, it was just, it, they call themselves the brown coats, the people that followed it. Yeah. Right. 
And this documentary, it's fan-made, but, man, it's just really well done. It's better than than the extras on the DVDs. Um, Boy, I cannot think of the name of it. Did you guys know that there's also, uh, that they were, and these were all uh, authorized, authenticated by Josh Whedon and some of the people involved in the organization, but did you know that there have been a couple of comic series that have come off? Yeah, Josh Whedon actually wrote them. Yeah, and he had some other help. I was reading about it, but I don't know if any of you guys have seen any of those. No, I, you know, I read one issue, and my problem with it is, it's just not the same. And I'm a comic yeah. book guy. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's like looking at a Star Trek comic book. You know, you've got all the same characters, and you could it can even be a decent story, but it just doesn't ring true. Right. Maybe if you had seen the comic first before you'd seen the series. Well, we could just point yeah, back but, to but, our last episode in Watchmen for that, but. If it's a, if and I'll agree with you, guy, because it, it just it's flat in the comic book form, and you don't want it flat, and and we're used to the actual dialogue, the the actors and, and the way they act, um, and it doesn't feel authentic when it's a comic book. But if they would have taken that same universe and just used different characters yeah. in that universe, I could totally get into a comic book that way. It's something but, new, right? But don't give me a comic book with the same characters because. Every issue, you're going to look at it and go, "Well, he doesn't quite look like the actor there," and you know, right. it doesn't. Or it she wouldn't have said off. that. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, guys. Sir, what, was, what was it before we move on from from Firefly? What was everyone's favorite episode? Um, boy. Oh my God, I, that's they're they're all my favorite. But um, I think probably if I had to choose a favorite, it would be, and it was just towards the end. I'm trying to remember. Um, it's when they go out and they save the uh, the farm that had all the hookers on it. That was uh, <laughs> that had uh, heart, heart was of the, gold. Heart yeah, of heart gold. of gold. Heart of gold. Yeah, that one because it had, of course, uh, it had Lady uh, Heather from CSI on it. I, I I'd hard. have to say the one where um, boy, that's a it's a really difficult one. Yeah, David, heart go ahead. I I I I think probably the um, the one with the uh, the. With the the fake wife, where he, where he wakes up, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Mr. Reynolds, yeah, Our Mrs. Yes. Reynolds. that was my second favorite. Let's David. try not to talk over everybody, okay, guys? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that was a really good one, and she was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. I'm sorry, I, you know, I liked what was her menorah, the chick on the ship, Inara. 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 I liked her. I thought she was just beautiful. Yeah, but man, that redhead when she was in that kind of the farm girl getup. Oh, and yeah. when he first goes yeah. into his bunk and oh, she's yeah. in there, I've, oh. made, I've, I've made myself ready for you. It's Good like, oh, Lord. God. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> and we... then the last scene where he's kind of, they found her and he's got her down on the floor and he's just sitting there holding her down. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's But I, I like the follow-up episode, too, where um, they come oh. back across her and it starts, it shows the end of the episode at the very beginning where he's sitting there naked and he's like, <laughs> in the middle of the desert. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. yeah. Yep, that went according to plan. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think um, if, if I if I was going to choose one, my favorite was Out of Gas. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, where that's they, a good. One. Yeah, where where they um, their life support fails because of some kind mm-hmm. of malfunction, and they're out in the middle of nowhere, and Mal stays behind, and you know it was it was just one of those episodes where they're going from what he's doing to try to get things fixed to the, the events that led up to Yeah, that's that. another one that started kind of towards the end, and then it, right. it goes back. Yeah. yeah. I think mine would have to be uh, Jane. What, was it Jane? Was that the name of the oh, one guy? Jamestown? He was the head Jamestown, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they land there, and they've got a big statue to him, and he's like, <laughs> and singing songs <laughs> about Yeah, I love that episode. I mean, and, and, you know, the funny thing is, I have got a guilty pleasure 
an old 80s movie that is really bad, and I'll be the first to admit it, but every time I see it on, I actually own the DVD, although, well, I've, I've ripped it to the Apple TV at this point, but I don't think I've actually watched it. But if I ever come across this on TV, <clears throat> HBO or, you know, something like that, I'll always stop and watch it, and it, it's um, uh, DC Cab. Mm, mm. And and he is Mr. the T. main, yeah, but he's the main character in DC Cab. Of course, he's much younger, but, you know, I, that's who I, every time I've seen that character, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, he's the guy from DC Cab. And he's on some other show now, uh, Chuck. Is that yeah, what Adam called? Baldwin. Yeah, Adam Baldwin. Is he related to the other Baldwins? I'm not yeah, sure. He's, 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 yeah, he is. He's one of the brothers. Is he really? Because he doesn't look yeah. like any. He doesn't of look them. anything like him. Yeah, I, I, oh, think I don't that, know. He's got that. He's got that square jaw. Well, I think at this point on, they're he? basically just cloning him. Yeah, I think so. They're, they're cloning Baldwins. That's what. That's I'm, gonna, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he is. I'm going to check now, but um, I'm pretty sure he is. I don't know. He doesn't really have any of the characteristics. Maybe the chin a little bit, but he doesn't really no. look like the yeah, Baldwin well, brothers. According to Wikipedia, he's not related to the Baldwin. So he's not. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think he would be. He just didn't. Because the Baldwin brothers, they all have this kind of similar look about them. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn? No, yeah, it's my it's turn. Guy's no, it's, turn. It's Guy's turn. Guy's turn. Uh, this is a show that was on about uh, two, three years ago. I, I think it only lasted four or five <laughs> episodes called The Dresden Files. Oh, fantastic. Never Absolutely watched it. fantastic. This this is a show about a guy, he he's a wizard and he lives in Chicago. And if it, you know, he's got this relationship with the police where whenever something kind of supernatural happens, they go and see him or this one woman goes to get him to to help her solve whatever the the case is. And it was based on a, a series of books and I can't remember the name of the author. But it was the, the books were great. Um, the TV show took a couple of liberties with some of the characters, but you know that that's nothing unusual. But right. the TV show was was really good. Looks like they had thirteen episodes before they canceled. Yeah, it, it, it it's it, it was it, very clever because it, he was. I mean, he's a real sort of gumshoe detective, very down at heel. You know, he's a bit like Jim Rockford. He's always like down on his luck, right? Um, and but the, with but like a supernatural it, edge. But that's right. The thing is, he's a wizard, and even within the magic community, nobody likes him. Um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, and and he's not he's not very well respected. And at, you know, and he, and he's kind of everything he does is is like really reluctant. Um, and yeah, it was absolutely fantastic because the the books really are great. They're written by a guy called Jim Butcher. Yes, um, yes. And and yeah, I, would re- I mean, there's about six or seven books. So if you ever no, get there's over read, ten now. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick yeah, up. Check out Amazon. This. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, he's uh, you know every 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 episode he was dealing with a different you know supernatural thing, and it was one of the things again where they were showing you more of the supernatural world with every episode. Yeah, there's this, uh, vampires and go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, he has this um, this uh, f- kind of like a familiar this this spirit that lives in a skull who ha- kind of helps him out again very reluctantly you know the, again the characterization is 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 very clever um and it it was really starting the tv series was really starting to get into its stride and then they pulled it yeah, yeah. okay Mar- or uh, uh no it's back to you david what's what's another one from you another one for me now this is going back um a good Again, it must be about ten years, I guess. Um, there's a show called Space Above and Beyond. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I started um, watching that, but I had heard rumors that it was going to be canceled, so I stopped. 
You know what the villain? The villain of this particular episode is a, a network known as Fox. Who, <laughs> of, as 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 Mark their said names before, come up a lot. Yeah, they're famous for um, for messing with shows and, and for really mm-hmm. cancelling them. They commission a lot of sci-fi stuff, and then uh, as soon as they put it on, they decide that, they, that really it's not for them, and they pull it. And Space and Above and Beyond was written uh, was written was created by two of the guys who worked on the X Files, and the idea was to kind of do a um, you know, a kind of a military uh, team platoon type show, but set it in space. Um, and so the idea was that there was this 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 team of it was inspired quite a lot, I think, by some of the stuff you you read might read in the books Starship Troopers. So there's this team of this platoon of of army people. Like, the the Earth is in space marines. Space Marines, exactly. The Earth is in this big war with these aliens who are known as Chigs in the, in the show. And, and the, yeah, these guys, um, they, can, they can fly fighters. The first half of the, of the season was very much about them being pilots. And then they, they turned it into a more gritty um, kind of you know, ground-based Marine thing. Um, you know, there was, there was, it was one of those typical things. There was a lot of good-looking people in it. And, um, you know, uh, it was... Some 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 of it was quite formulaic, but you know it was the first time they'd had really good computer-generated special effects into a TV show. Um, it was it was kind of dressed, and the way it looked was very different to anything that was on TV at the time. Um, you know, and because it had this ensemble cast with these, uh, you know, these these various different people, and they they addressed some issues about about homosexuality and and race and that sort of thing. In terms of the, there was a. a, a a class of human in the show who were who had been um, um, grown in tanks rather than rather than been born from par- real parents, and these people were like kind of like a subclass in in the Earth culture. So all of that was all very interesting, and it was just uh, a, a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, and, um, Fox is known it, it, for canceling stuff. Another one would be Arrested Development. Yeah, um, I was going to talk about that one too. Okay, we'll leave that one for them then, because that was yeah. one that we got from Twitter. Oh, okay. So Who's next, uh, I think I am next, aren't I? Tim, Tim's next. Now this You're is up. this is a I show. About Arrested Development. No, it wasn't mine. <laughs> this is, and I just sent you an instant message there, guy. Um, now this is a show that wasn't canceled ahead of its time. Uh, the <laughs> actor who was in charge of this show, uh, executive producer, writer, and the main character, if you will. Um, is known for doing this. He's got a history, uh, at least with one other show. Um, we did get a extended episode at the very end to wrap up the series. It was on for two two seasons, six episodes each, plus the Christmas special, and it was called Extras. And yeah. it was it was one of the most brilliant shows I've ever seen. It was one of these shows, and Ricky Gervais is the, is the main character. And unlike The Office, where he's kind of the dumbass on The Office, on Extras, he's basically the 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 most normal person there. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> else around him is kind of an idiot. And the way he kind of reacts to them and they, the way they act, the situations they get into, the inappropriate comments, um, it, it was just brilliant. He had some great guest stars on. Um, it, it was one of these shows that... I cringed to watch it because I actually felt for the character. I'm like, oh, I can't believe he has to deal with this. Oh, I can't believe Maggie's going to say that. Oh, she's going to be so inappropriate. Um, they had David Bowie on there. 
who yep. composes a song called uh, "Silly Little." The sad little fat, little fat, fat man. Boy, fat sad man. Fat yes. man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just kind of doing it right in front of him, right in front of these all these people at this party, and you just feel for the guy. It was so brilliant. And um, yeah. <clears throat> I, as much as I like the, the the UK version of The Office, I do like the American version a lot better now. Um, I still think Extras is the best thing he's ever done. I mean, it, it was I, brilliant. I agree with you. It was so good. Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah. uh, what's her name? She just won an Academy Award Best Actress. What's her name? Uh, uh, Kate Winslet. Yes, she was on the show, and they basically make a joke that came true in real life. That's right. Do, yeah. do you want to explain that one, David? Well, yeah. the The idea is that is that um, the, the the kind of the, the the conceit of extras. It was called extras because this guy was was trying to write. He was trying to get into TV, and so he was always writing and you know performing and that sort of thing. And to keep himself to make a living, he and his friend just appeared in all these movies as extras all the time. Uh, and um, so so every episode had a a guest star who was an A-list or a big-name um, celebrity. And the idea was that they would spoof themselves. So you had uh, Orlando Bloom, and he's completely narcissistic. You know, he, he's always <laughs> worrying about, you know, how, how, he, how he looks and all this sort of thing. You know, Daniel Radcliffe appears, the guy who plays Harry Potter, and, you know, and he's like, a, you know, he's a, he's a teenage boy who's desperate to get laid. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he's trying, he's trying to use his fame to get himself laid. He's got a, he's got um, a condom guy. But he's taking it out of the package, and he's just uh, the the condoms all limp there, and he's like, "Look what I've yeah. got." <laughs> they 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 have, they have a, a there's a there's an English actor called Ross Kemp who's oh uh, who's he's a, so good an English soap he's a soap opera actor, and he, and on the on the soap opera he's been in uh, he's the role he's best known for in the UK he plays this um, hard guy ex army tough you know, it's a kind of half psychopath um, nutcase who's killed people and beats people up and has been involved in all sorts of crime and, and, and this, that and the other. And so he's, he's known for playing hard man roles and in extras, it, you know, he, he's still trying to be hard and he, he ends up, um, he ends up sort of breaking down and confessing that, you know, all he's ever wants to do is Shakespeare and act and, <laughs> you know, he doesn't like, he doesn't like being hard, you know, and Vinnie Jones is, is in, is in the same episode and is threatening to kill him and all of this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, he backs know. away really quick he's like oh, oh no right, i yeah. didn't mean that that was brilliant it's- so so the, the the kate the kate winslet thing is that she's um you know she's a real gossip and uh that she's uh you know she's got a real a real mouth that runs away with her and she you know she she tells all these really really blue jokes and everything it's it's very very funny but she she tells them how to to win uh an oscar oh that's that's right yeah she's got this strategy hasn't she yes and it's real. It actually happens that you have to play either uh, someone. How did she? Someone touched in the head, um, yeah, or right. or something to do with the Holocaust. And that's the only way you're ever going to win an Oscar. And of course, that's exactly how she does it. The reader, yeah. Oh, so funny! I just, uh, you know, I will say it's the only time that I've ever seen Ben Stiller that made me laugh out loud. I don't like Ben Stiller as an actor. I think he's way overblown. I don't think he's very good. Um, and I can't figure out why he's in all these roles because I think he kills movies that he's in it um, when he's trying to be, you know, Ben Stiller, the funny guy. But in his first, the, the very first episode of Extras, it's he's the he's the guest star. And he's filming this very serious movie. And him and Ricky Gervais get into it. And, he, you know, Ricky's calling him a nerd. And he's like, oh, oh really? I'm a nerd? Well... 
you know, I've kissed such and such and such and such. Well, yeah, not really in the movies. Well, we, yeah, but, you know, I kissed him. Yeah, that doesn't really count, though, does it? Well, <laughs> it, it's just brilliant. It's, I love the show. And uh, it's one of those that I can, if it's on, I will watch it. But it's totally inappropriate to watch it around kids. <laughs> yeah. Such a good show. And, and again, it, it, it ended early, but only because Ricky Gervais said, this is for two seasons, that's it, we're in and we're out, we're on to the next thing. Which you got to respect someone like that, that does that. He doesn't want to, you know, milk it for all it's worth forever and ever until the material. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to jump the shark. It's interesting, actually, because the you know the setup in extras is that the 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 guy he plays, Andy Millman, eventually does get his sitcom that he's writing commissioned. Yeah, ends up ends up yeah ends up starring in it, and and it's and it gets turned into exactly what I I think Gervais was making a comment about how. people what people tried to do to the office which is turn it into you know something that that ran for much longer than he wanted to with catchphrases and very formulaic and all this sorts of thing yep. and that's what happens to this guy's sitcom in in the show and eventually he you know the final the final episode he he kind of packed and and he, he you know he he dislikes what they've done to his show but he he can't help but be seduced by the the, the glamour and the fame and right. the fact that he can walk into a restaurant and get a table and all this that, that and the other and and he, every time he does that he hates himself for it and that's what that's what drives the comedy because you know he he, he sort of succumbs to temptation and then tries to back away from it and of course that you know ends up um, you know getting him into real trouble and that what creates the situation that that, that drives the comedy yeah and then um, when he finally walks and, away from it he realizes he misses it so bad that he gets on the the Big Brother show and and that's like the absolute worst thing that he could have done i mean it was it was the 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 polar opposite of who he wanted to be and it was brilliant you know his speech at the end when he finally walks out i thought that was very powerful it was a funny haha show but at the very end they show the serious side of this this character who's finally like you know what i'm not going to compromise who i am and what i am and what i want to do with my life simply to be on TV and be famous. It's just not worth it. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Well, Ricky Gervais is, is brilliant, you know. So, I mean, that was it was going to be destined to be uh, popular because there's a, he has a huge following, you know. Well, he has a huge following, um, and, I, and I think that and it's warranted in this. You know, I tell Julie she's, you know, she, she doesn't like the guy, but she's mm. never really given anything that he's been in a chance. You know, I'll, I'll turn extras on or the office. She's like, ugh, I don't want to, you know. Or one of his comedy shows, uh, stand-up comedy routines. It's not even really comedy. It's just him talking. Um, yeah, and she's like, oh, I, I don't want to watch this. And I just don't find him funny. But yet I had Ghost Town on the other day. And she came in through it about, I don't know, uh, a quarter of the way through. And she had it watching the whole thing. She really liked it. And I was like, you know, that's that's him. That's, you know, that's the kind of character he plays. Although... That role really doesn't capture who Ricky Gervais is, but you kind of understand a little bit more now. So I'm hoping that that will introduce her to, you know, some of his other stuff in his next movie coming out. Okay, Mark, your turn, Mr. Rudd. Okay, so this is one that's not quite so obvious. It's uh, pretty obscure. In fact, um, only three of the nine episodes that were actually made were ever aired. Now, you could go and, and find the other episodes uh, on DVD and, and in other places. But um, 
the scenario was uh, really cool in that it was uh, it was set in uh, the mid '90s, and the Department of Defense decided to make this reality that based on the census, based on the uh, data that they had for every man, woman on the planet, and of course with an attempt to try and set up a simulation where they could you know, find out what would happen if a nuclear bomb was set off in a place like New York City and what would happen. So they created this simulation called Harsh Realm. And it, the, the show was created by the creator of X-Files, Chris Carter, and it came out uh, about two, three years into X-Files back in 1999 is when the first show was, ep- was, was aired. But what's so cool about this episode, and so the, the premise was then what the, what the government decided to do is they decided to send a soldier into it to look for a, this particular guy. But they kept bringing pe- certain people into this, and so it's a virtual reality. So these people are actually existing, a la Matrix, are existing in a virtual reality, and they keep coming in and out of it into reality and in the virtual reality. And uh, I really dug it. I mean, I just got started watching it. My wife got into it. And they stopped it after the three episodes. Now, now we got to watch some of the other episodes later, but it was a really cool premise, and it was done by Chris Carter, so it was well written. And I thought it was, uh, you know, they had some good special effects in it. But, but the whole premise of this post-apocalyptic possibility, and then the whole idea of this, the main guy, a soldier by the name of Hobbs, was just basically taken and, and inserted by the government into it. And his job was to go and find this guy Santiago to kill him in the virtual reality because they felt like he was going to be somebody that that they had to watch for this nuclear possibly detonating this nuclear explosion and so they used this whole world to uh... kind of give this guy the the mission to go find and kill him so he goes in and out of it and there are other likable characters uh... you know a girl that keeps coming in and out of it that becomes kind of the girlfriend and and so it was really cool and and not too many people heard about it and and of course it was yanked uh... really quick and, uh, and I, I think anybody who's taken a look at it uh, would have liked it. So that's harsh, one to definitely Harsh Realm. Out. Harsh Realm. And it was... Uh, yeah. hmm. 1999. Um, there was only three episodes originally aired, and now there's nine episodes. Chris Carter. Just go do a look for Chris Carter. Search for Chris Carter. It, remember, he made. it was around the time that he made Millennium, and, and Harsh Realm was right in the middle of that. Of course, he, X-Files was still running. So it's not like he didn't have a lot on his plate, but I mean, I really dug it. It was it was awesome. But this whole idea of a virtual reality was just coming into its own at that time, and this was all pre Matrix and all that, and so um, it was really cool. You can actually uh, watch these online still. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So check those out. Okay, guys, Cyril. Okay, well, um, sticking with the Chris Carter theme, I don't know if anybody remembers this show, The Lone Gunman. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. That was a show that really could have gone somewhere, I thought. Yeah, they, you know, I, I wasn't so much into the X-Files as my wife was, but I, I know that whenever I was watching it with her and these guys would have a, a guest shot, they, you know, they would come in and out at various times. Yep. It mm-hmm. was like, these guys are great. They should give them their own show. And then when I heard that they actually had, I started to watch it. And probably by the third or fourth episode, it was, it was and not because the quality of the show had gone down, but just because this was the kind of show that usually doesn't have legs yep. on television, I knew it was going to go away. Yeah, I remember watching a couple episodes, and it, and it was pretty decent, but I thought, I don't know if these actors are going to be able to continue this on their own. They're, they weren't compelling enough. No, there, there wasn't enough there for me, Guy, 
to to make me want to come back. They needed like a central character, mm-hmm. and it just you know it just didn't work for me. None of those people were, um, I, you know, I, I hate to use a cliche, but you know, leading man. None of them they really needed were. Scully or Mulder. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, but they needed something, and it, it it just was missing something from me that I knew, like you guy, it just wasn't going to last. Yeah. Which is sad mm. because I like the premise, but and it and it was a fun show to watch. But, it was, you know, yeah, yeah. It, the, part of the problem with a show like this is is you're looking at these. It's basically about these three guys, uh, John Melvin and Richard Ringo Langley, and they're they're the lone gunmen. They're the ones that you know have all the computer experience. You know, they're the ones that are digging through all the files. Right. But none of them are sexy, you know. If you'd seen them on, if some you know super sexy girls seen them on the streets, they'd be like, eh, yeah, "Yeah, okay, you're a geek, okay. right?" <laughs> yeah. So there, there wasn't there wasn't that that pretty factor that, that sizzle so, that so many well, not really it's not really a matter of sizzle. It's it's eye candy. Mm-hmm. There was no eye candy for this show. I've got uh, two more guys, so. We probably need to speed up a little bit. How many you guys got, uh, David? I think you're in your I've third one got, now. I've just got one more. Okay, I've got um, a few. So <laughs> yeah, this this one is this one's kind of weird, really, because um, you know I, this show actually lasted for five seasons, so it wasn't it wasn't so much that it was cancelled before its time, but it was threatened with cancellation before its time, which really changed the structure of the show um, in a way that kind of ruined the final season for me, and that's Babylon 5. No, I would I would disagree with you. I thought that show went on way too... Plus, it was like, what, two spinoffs? Well, the, yeah, the spinoffs were wrong, um, and, um, you know... But I, I mean, the thing is, I watched the first season of it, and I thought, okay, well, you know, it's it's not really sure what it wants to be, and it wasn't really going anywhere. But once it got... Once, actually, the, the main lead from the first season disappeared, and it was replaced by uh, Bruce Boxleitner, yeah. um, it got... Ri- the seasons two, three, and four were fantastic. It really got going. It had this... It was, you know, it had this big story arc about this this ongoing war, uh, and in fact, it turned out there was two or three wars that were going to happen during the course of the show. Um, and it, you know, I, I I remember the end of this the sort of the, the midway through season four. It it was just, you know, I mean, it was a roller coaster ride. It was just amazing what was going on. But the problem was. Uh, and became completely utterly compelling. The difficulty with the show was that um, the creator, J. Michael Straczynski, thought that the show was going to be... He'd been told the show was going to be cancelled off the fourth season. He'd always envisaged it as a five-year, uh, five-season arc. So effectively, he squeezed his plot, his five-season arc, down into the end of season four. Mm. And um, you know, and that's probably what helped sort of kind of you know pick the pace of the show up and really got it quite compelling. But the problem was he got to the end of season four, the numbers were up because it had been gotten so good, and so the the uh, network gave him another season, and then he had nothing to put. <laughs> and in. He'd already shot his wad. Yeah, he do exactly. And and the, the fifth season and and a whole lot of and. I, a whole load of the principal actors left for the fifth season. They'd obviously mm. um, made plans to move on to other projects, and and yeah, the fifth season was uh, you know was was pretty terrible. Um, but but those I, I just I really remember you know those those three seasons in the middle were were something else. They 
it's not held up well. If you go back and watch it now, you kind of, you know, I, I've done, I've watched a couple of episodes recently, and I thought, oh, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really, um, no, carry the same weight it no. did, it did back then when I was watching it fresh. Yeah. Um, oh. But at, at the time, I was, I was entranced by it. Really was. My, my problem with the show, unlike Battlestar Galactica, um, as you, if you missed a couple of episodes, you'd be completely lost. You know, I, I missed uh, a couple of episodes from the first season, and then I st- tried to pick it up in the second season, and it was like, who the hell are these people? They weren't on yeah. the show last year. <laughs> yeah, and, it wasn't and, new viewer-friendly at all. Right, and, no. and unlike Battlestar Galactica, where they at least give you, like, two to three minutes of, you know, previously on Battlestar Galactica, right. you know, it would be, you know, it would have been nice to have a previously on Babylon 5, but they never did that. So, no. you know, it, they would just come in and say, okay, well, here's what's going on right now. And, and if you missed the last couple of episodes you would just sit there and go, why are they doing this? My problem with yeah. it was at the height of this show was also the height of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And the difference between the show, two shows to me was night and day. The characters on Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, for those who don't know, but if you're listening yeah. to a show called Geekiest Show Ever, I think you know You'd what know. DS9 is. <laughs> um, the, the characters on Deep Space Nine were so much more compelling after the second season. Um, that show, it had intrigue, it had, um, this religious undertone to it. It had political, it had, it had a war that went on for what, three seasons. I mean, it was just a brilliant show. Yeah. Well, I I think, I think the, certainly the, the last few seasons of Deep Space Nine, um, they learned a lot from what, what was going on in Babylon 5 in terms of story arc. Oh, Um, I think so. and, And, and I and yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, Deep Space Nine, particularly from season two onwards, was uh, was f- absolutely fantastic. Yeah, one of my favorite well. all time shows. What, what made what made Deep Space Nine for me was when they brought in Michael Dorn. See, I I didn't like that at first, guy. I thought, oh great, the the ratings are starting to go down a little bit. They're trying to bring in you know more of the hardcore Trek fans. Um, the next generation is over now, and Michael Dorn's looking for a paycheck. So mm-hmm. here comes Michael Dorn. He's going to be the new big star of the show. Worf gets his own show, and he's going to ruin the chemistry. But that's not it. what happened. I know. I, I, uh, I absolutely agree. But that's what I thought was going to happen. And I was so surprised when that didn't happen. And because we already knew who Worf was and what he was all about, his character was actually explored even more on Deep Space Nine than it ever was on The Next Generation. Agreed. Yeah. It was so good. But, you know, the relationship between the father and the son... Cisco and his son was so real on that show. I think that that's when it, when it comes to father and son relationships, uh, you would be hard pressed to convince me that you'll ever show another television show that showed um, a bond between a father and son as strong as deep space nine. I really believe that that was his son and that, you know, he so much loved his son and, and not in a corny way, not in an Andy Griffin Let's go fish and ope type thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was real, and you felt that it was real. But you, you, you know who, especially early on, who was the real standout for me was Renee, whose last name I can't pronounce. Yeah, Odo. Odo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Odo, yeah. Odo was probably, in my <laughs> opinion, the the best character on that show, even more than Captain Sisko and Doctor. At the beginning, I would agree with you. Kira. Be- he was. It was such a different character, and Renee played him so well. But you know what? He couldn't now, have played Andy that Brooks- role. He could, that that role would not have worked, guy. 
at all without his foil. Quark was the perfect foil for Odo. Those two, I think, are some of the best I love you and I hate you at the same time characters ever. They, they were brilliant together. And, you know, I'm looking at the IMDb page here, and I was just reminded of of an ongoing character who was in uh, probably half the episodes who never had a line. Morn. Morn, Morn, absolutely. (laughs) You know, there was a character on Deep Space Nine that would... She was played as a religious leader. And she was just pure evil. Kai Wynn. Oh, yeah. And when that woman would do stuff... I would literally go, oh, I just want to wring her neck. Oh. And she'd always get away with it. And she always had this holier-than-thou attitude. And, oh, I hated her. But she got her comeuppance, though. She did. As they always do. She yeah. did, eventually. But right. there was too many episodes that she didn't. And she always and she, got away with was, it. she was played fantastically oh. by Keith Fletcher. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, oh, that was, she did such a good... I'm sorry, I don't care how well it's written. If the actress can't, it doesn't have the chops to pull it off. Not too many actresses or actors have the chops to pull that type of role off. And she was so good at it. She did so many things with just a look that you would think, oh, you you bitch. (laughs) You know? Just make you make a fist and go, Before we get off Deep Space Nine, let me say, and you probably won't agree with me, the weakest part of the show, especially the first season, I think, was Avery Brooks. Oh, absolutely. but that it's was because so they didn't stiff. know what to do with him. Yeah, they, they really – now, the pilot where they start him off, he's on, I think, the Yorktown or something, and it's getting its you know, it's getting yep. butt blown off at uh, whatever. Uh, you know. Yeah, with the, but the, the, his ship got destroyed by the Borg, didn't yep. they? Right, yep. with, with Picard in charge of the cube that yep. destroyed yeah. the ship. Which and, is why he doesn't like Picard at the, at the very beginning. Right. And it's and, the Enterprise that actually takes him to Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was great in the pilot, but once the show started, it, his character, they really didn't know what to do with him. I mean, you, you were getting more, more stuff going on with Nana Visitor as Major Kira than you ever learned about Cisco. Yeah, well, that's because, you know, she came from the Resistance and she doesn't like authority and blah, blah, blah. But with him, it, it was a very hard role because he's a starship captain on a space station. And I don't think they really knew what to do with the captain. I mean, what does the captain do on a space station? Well, and that was part of the problem with the whole show is, you know, we're talking about Star Trek. So we're going to go out and we're going to explore. No, we're going to be on this space station that's in constant orbit around a wormhole. Well, but they made the best of it and they, they actually did a lot. It really helped when they got a, a, a badass ship called the Defiant. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, you know, yeah. And then they had, I think, <laughs> That's right. I think the best pulse, bad the guys. Pulsed phasers. Yeah. I think yeah. they had the best bad guys uh, since the Borg. I, I oh, mean, the Cardassians, the, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, the no, Cardassians the Dominion. was good. The Dominion. That the Dominion. was yeah. When they brought in the Dominion and the shapeshifters, Odo's race was the leader of the Dominion. And I, I just thought it was really good. The, the the Dominion warriors were fierce, and they looked scary. And and they didn't know. care whether they lived or died. No, but they believed in honor still. And oh, they, I thought it was a brilliant when when that got to like the fifth season. It was just so good. It was it was right yeah. on. And you know, one of the best episodes is when they go into their time warp thing, and they end oh. up on the original Enterprise yeah. on Tribbles. And they actually yeah. did the colors the same way they did on the old show. And it was brilliant. Nice homage. Oh, and it no, was, well, it was more than to, an homage. It was, 
I mean, they were there. They were acting right alongside the original cast. It was. I've got that episode. Oh, it's a brilliant episode. Yeah, it, just oh. brilliant. Let's move off of uh, Deep Space Nine. Mark, I believe we're uh, no, we're at me now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you guys my last two, so we can move things along, and I can read you guys what the uh, twitters out there are. My last two. Um, the first one is Jericho. Uh, nuclear bombs go off. And you're in this town of Jericho, and they don't know what the hell is going on. Brilliant way to start a series. I mean, it, it, compelling characters. You're not sure what's going to happen. It got a little hokey towards season two. Um, and I didn't particularly like season two as much as I did season one because they answered too many questions that I didn't really want to know the answer to yet. But... I don't know. It was one of those shows that I, I I still wanted to see how it was going to continue. Did anybody here watch that show at all, Jericho? No, I watched a couple episodes. My wife was really into it. it I, really I really liked it. I thought it was uh, it was really well done. The first series. I mean, because when you think about it, here's a small town in Kansas. In Kansas, middle of nowhere, they could see a mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. They can't get any communication in or out of the town. They lose power. All the food goes bad. I mean, you know, it, it was a really compelling idea for a show. Um, they kind of got a little hokey. I didn't particularly care for it much after the first season. But the only reason it continued through the second season is fans of the show protested when they canceled it after the first season. And at the very end of the first season, the, the main character says nuts. And I'm not going to explain why. And so CBS got inundated with bags of peanuts <laughs> nice. as a protest. I'm talking like tons of peanuts, and I'm not exaggerating. They ended up donating them to a zoo or something. But CBS relented and let the show back on for another season. I, I can't think of another show that got such fan support and a protest that was actually brought back. Can you guys? Star Trek between the second and the third season. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go out of uh, the realm of sci-fi, obviously Family Guy. That happened with Family Guy. Yeah. It, it well, got canceled fam- family, twice. You know, fa- yeah, Family Guy was more about about DVD sales than, yes. than a, a Same real Same thing campaign. with Futurama. Futurama yeah, came back. Yeah, and, yeah. and that was because the DVD sales were <laughs> through, yeah, through the, the roof. roof. Yeah. 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 Uh, and my other show, and this was actually from a Twitter that I was I completely forgot about this show, but I've got it on DVD. That's how much I... Wow, there's another show, too. I just remembered. Two more shows. <laughs> before I forget the <laughs> other one. The, before I forget... Sports Night. Mm-hmm. Did anybody ever watch Sports yeah, Night? No, I watched that. I didn't watch all of them, but I did watch a couple of them. Same guy who did... Uh, it's Robert E. Kelly. Same guy... No, 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 no. Not Robert E. Kelly. Same guy who did uh, The West Wing. Yeah. I'm that, drawing uh, a blank. Aaron, uh, Aaron... Aaron... Uh, not Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin. That's it. And uh, Sports Night was just so good. Not the first season because they actually had a laugh track in the first season, and it didn't work with a laugh track at all. They completely dropped it in the second season. It was a totally different show. It worked so well. Um, Storm is such a brilliant writer. I mean, well, yeah. But let's. Uh, but the other one that I was going to say, and I think you guys can, well, probably all agree, and that was Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. I never watched that show. Oh, no, it, I've not seen it either. And, and th- yeah, that show was the start for so many people. Um, Seth Rogen got his start on that show. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, James Franco got his start on the show. Oh, yeah. Judd Aparo was the executive producer. Sam Levin. Sam Levin. <laughs> yeah, there is a guy named L- Sam Levin that was Levine, <laughs> actually. Sa- Sam Levine. Uh, um, when you watch the show now, you'll recognize a lot of the people, and you, wow, they look a lot younger. But it was a really well written show. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of it, and of course, one season and gone, just like that. Uh, yeah. I heard that the the DVD sales are through the roof on this, but it came out like four years after the show, and at that point, the characters, the actors, had got too old to play these roles anymore. Right. So it was, you know, it was it was over and done with. But Freaks and Geeks was one of those shows that was way ahead of its time, way ahead. You know, and again, of its time. it's a following following these groups, the, the two different groups, opposing groups in high school in the eighties. You know, all the things that are going on there, the times, the fashion. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I was, a, I, I was I was 30 years old when this show started, so I'm not into the teenage dramas, you know. But this show was so well written mm-hmm. that I, I, I really dug the show. I thought it was brilliant. It was just one of those shows that you're like, wow, where did this come from? This is really good. I'm surprised. So those are my last two. Mark, your last two? Well, um, a couple, moving again out of sci-fi, one that... Uh, some of you will be familiar with some of the things that happened as a result of this uh, series. There was only six episodes that actually were aired, and it's uh, it's if you guys like slapstick, and I am a fan of slapstick. I like slapstick. So, the uh, original series called Police Squad, oh, and yeah. back, oh, in, yeah. back, back in 1982, and again it it, it was Frank Drebin and and again uh, Leslie Nielsen, but played the role there, and it was just all slapstick, and of course. It was canceled after six episodes, but then, of course, it spawned the Naked Gun movies because it was, uh, you know, and it became very popular. And, and uh, you know, I like that kind of stuff. I thought it was canceled too quick. You can go back and look at some of those episodes. I uh, watched funny. them back then. I, I, I don't know. There's something about that, that was, kind of comedy I just never appealed to me. That was, that was actually like that. a sum, it was a summer replacement series. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Abrams and the Zucker brothers who did it, right. as, as I recall... We're saying that that they never really expected that it was going to be picked up as a, a TV series, and they said part of the problem with the show was that you had to pay so much attention to everything that was going on because they, there was all these weird things going on in the background, much like the the police squad movies for the people who haven't seen this show. Right. That that it was it was you know that they felt and probably the networks agreed. That it was it was an unwatchable regular type of show just because of that. That you know people were used to the okay. Here's your setup. Here's your line. Here's your punchline. We right. move on to the next thing. But that wasn't what the show was about. I, all I know is on those six episodes, uh, you know, I even go back and watch them. They're just hilarious. You know, I, I mean, I'd look at them and I'd watch them. And of course, I like the Naked Gun movie. So if you're not a fan of slapstick, then that's not going to be your genre. You know. But my my second one. Um, and I, you guys have probably seen this. Uh, one of James Cameron's brief uh, times on television when he uh, would 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 do something that was a television series, and that was Dark Angel. And, yeah, that was uh, one of mine as well. Jessica Alba, you know, and uh, she, excuse me, she, yeah, she has this. Uh, she's <laughs> yeah, this soldier. <laughs> she's this soldier that's been trained, and and she's been prepared, and she's a super soldier, and so she escapes. And so and it's in this kind of like the, the and the time frame of it um, seems almost like a post apocalyptic, you know, the government is ruling and it's in kind of tyranny. And and, uh, you know, she does an awesome job. And she's just kicking butt all over the place. And uh, I thought that was a, 
a series that, and it was kind of filmed by Cameron in kind of a, an epic type uh, format, I thought, and and I I, I enjoyed it. I, I a lot of people did. The funny seasons. thing was with Dark Angel, it had a lot of great word of mouth. Uh, everywhere you turn around, people were talking about Dark Angel, and yet it didn't last. I was yeah. kind of surprised it didn't about have that. The ratings, I, and well, that's it, got, just it. it got. Yeah, the second season got tinkered with, and it kind of went a bit downhill. Yeah, um, because they didn't stick to their premise. Uh, they kind of moved away from it and tried to do something different with the show. So the the second season, you know, I mean, really just was a a, a long slow de- decline. But the uh, you know the first series was a lot of fun. It was really entertaining to watch. I was uh, you know, my wife and I we both really enjoyed watching it. Okay, guys. I think that's one of the things they went to second and said just to 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 tie it up. Well, I think one of the things that jumped the shark was that they started to have a romantic interest between her, you know, and and the guy, and and then that became kind of a part instead of her going out and and just basically trying to to right all the wrongs, you know. Yep. Yeah. All right, guy, your last two, or do you have two? I got two. I got two. Uh, one is a cartoon. Uh, I used to watch this one with my kids, Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now this this was for the people that don't know what this show is all about. If you saw any of the the Batman cartoons they did in the early '90s, that was kind of done in kind of the the noir type environment, you know. Um, yeah. This is kind of going past that. Bruce Wayne is an old man now, probably in his late '60s, early '70s. He's no longer able to be Batman. Gotham City's falling apart, and he, he comes across this kid who is trying to find out. I think trying to find out who killed his father or something along these lines. And he agrees to take this this high tech Batman suit that Bruce Wayne had made for himself, but even by the time he'd made it, he was too old for it. And it was just really well done. Uh, Kevin Conroy comes back as the voice of Bruce Wayne. Um, you know the the writing on it. You know, and you, know, you can look at kids' cartoons in a couple of different ways. This was this was an intelligent kids' cartoon. It was three seasons, right? Three seasons, yeah. right. And it was just really, really good, and I really enjoyed it. I did, too. I've got those on DVD, actually. They're, those are already on my Apple TV. I'll even say, going past that, uh, they came out with a series shortly after Batman Beyond called simply The Batman, where they tried to do uh, starting over. Yeah, like a revamp. Yeah. Right. And at first, I didn't like it. I thought, uh, this is kind of crappy. The Joker they had. Um, was awful. Absolutely. But... It got really good in the second and the third se- season. I'm going to say the third season. Maybe there was only two. Uh, but I know for a fact in the second season, it got great. They started having guest stars. Uh, there was Batman and Robin, which I usually wouldn't like, but it worked really well. It was intelligently written. They had a Superman episode, and it was really great. Uh, I, I like the fact that... You know, did you see that one? No, because I mean after the first season... I was, you know, I saw what they'd done with the Joker and what they'd done with the Penguin. Yep, and they'd I agree. Taken all of the classic Batman villains and then just turned them. Reimagined into- them, and I didn't like that either at first, guy. But the more I watched it, the more I appreciated it because it was so well written. Well, uh, when with was- the Superman Batman episode was in the second season? They had a Green Lantern episode, mm-hmm. really well done uh, right, with Sinestro. I can find that uh, when Superman realizes that you know Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um. Because Batman leaves something in Clark Kent's room or something, and Superman looks out the window and uses his X-ray vision, and you see Batman on a rooftop far away with binoculars, and he does this little salute wave to him, like, 
Yep, I see ya. It was just so well done. I mean, it was now, like... They, they, <laughs> they did that that almost exact same scene in a Superman-Batman movie. Yep, I know. I know. But it was better done here. It really was. Really? Okay, yeah. I'll have to find... The Green, the green, uh, the green Lantern one. Now they... Who's now... the Green Lantern? Um, was it Hal Jordan? Yes, it was Hal Jordan. Okay, okay. I like John Stewart because I really like the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I think that's yeah. probably the best of all of them. But um, well, I okay. I won't. I won't go into it here. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> another one. We'll do a whole yeah. show on Justice League one of these days, or but just on cartoons. The new one. Have you seen the brand new one? The new Batman. Oh, the one where it's brave and the bold. Yes, it's wretched. It is oh. a pile of dog crap. I saw a two-parter where they they he ends up going. You know what Earth Three is, right? Yes, I've seen it too. It, dude, you cannot say these are good. The art is horrible. It was. That it's a was campy okay. Batman. It's horrible, it's okay. dude. It's horrible. But, but every other episode I've seen of that show has been pretty bad. The, you know, the big problem is the voice of Batman is Drew Carey's curly-haired, black-haired friend from the TV show. Oh, He's doing yeah. the voice of Batman, and I'm sorry. When I hear that voice, I think of the Drew Carey show, and I think of the character he played in Office Space, the next door neighbor. Yeah. Dude, check, turn on Channel 3, they're giving a titty exam, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not Batman. <laughs> Bad casting. And, and, and Batman's and Kevin, ears and, are like and, two well, inches. Uh, it's, it's horrible. You also have to remember that we're kind of spoiled because for, for almost or over 10 years, we had Kevin Conroy who has this, this no, great voice. I'll say we're spoiled because we've had well-written Batman shows, and now we have one that's catered to a two-year-old. It's yeah. wretched. It's horrible. It's like they they made a cartoon out of the 60s Batman, which nobody likes. That's true. It's, it's wretchedly bad. I mean, every time I see it, I'm like, this is an embarrassment to DC. I don't know how who made the decision to do this instead of continuing it on with the Batman. I mean, it was horrible. All right, there's one, Batman Beyond. Okay, next one. And this goes back very, very, quite a ways back to the early days of Fox. We were really picking on Fox tonight. If you say the Tracy Ullman show, I'm dropping you no. from the... Okay. No, 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 no. Get a Life. <laughs> oh, yeah, Get a Life was pretty good. Yeah, with, uh, oh, God, I can't even think of his name. Uh, Chris Elliott. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, was that was just, a good show. That was such a great show. And this the, the, the actor that played his father, who was actually his real father... Bob Elliott, um, his mother, the, the the quirky neighbors. It was, and you know, he's thirty year old guy still living in his parents, like above his parents' garage. Uh, he's a paper boy at the age of thirty, complete loser. And if you can find it, the episode that I thought was the absolute best was this one where he had sent in these box tops when he was a kid, and it finally shows up. Like twenty some years later, it's this submarine that's powered by fifty seven D cell batteries <laughs> that he has to try to put together. And he puts it together, and his father comes and looks at it. It looks, and of course, it looks like a death trap. And and he's telling his father he's going to get inside of it, and he wants him to push him into the lake. <laughs> and his father's like, "Well, as tempting as that sounds, you know, let's let's start this over." So they they rebuild it. They they put it in a, in a shower. And the shower starts to fill up with water. And uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not going to go any any more into it. But it's really no. I got to know what happens when they, 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 they like electrocuted or something. No, 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 no. They he, Chris Elliott is moving the the periscope around. Yeah, and he knocks off the shower head. 
So now instead of this gentle stream, it's just water <laughs> just soon. pouring in. And it's one of those showers with glass doors. Oh, God. So it's starting to slowly fill up. Now, in the meantime, they can't get the hatch open. And Chris <laughs> Elliott is telling his father, well, there's only 47 minutes of air in this thing. <laughs> now, they always showed the mom and the dad downstairs in their kitchen, like reading the paper in their bathrooms right. or whatever. So as the water is starting to fill up, it's starting to leak down into the kitchen. So his mother's sitting there reading the paper, and she just kind of looks up, well, how did this happen? Oh, well, it doesn't concern me. And just keeps reading her paper while her, her husband and her son are, are slowly suffocating to death in this <laughs> suffering. Uh, that sounds funny. Oh, it was hysterical. Okay, does anybody else have any pickles left? Or is that, well, that was the last yeah, one, right? I just just have one more. Okay, one more. And um, by the way, after this, David... I want everyone to give a recommendation on a show current when you guys weren't expecting this. So everyone start putting on your thinking caps now. I've already got mine. About a show that's on right now that everyone should be watching to save in case it's in danger of being canceled. So go ahead, David. Your last pick for my last, show that was canceled last, too early. Yeah, this is, this is a British one, so you might not have seen it. It was only, it was only six episodes because the guy who wrote it um, wrote the entire season uh, basically said he'd, he'd said – everything he wanted to say. So it's very compact. It's called Ultraviolet. Um, I've heard of it. Uh, I saw that one, dude. Yeah, it's uh, about a, a, a British cop who gets pulled into a, a you know, a secret um, war against vampires. But the thing is, this was done in a very... Um, there's, a, there's a bit of a tradition on British TV of approaching supernatural subjects from a very scientific place. Uh, and this is exactly what they did in Ultraviolet. They don't refer to them as vampires um, at all in the show. Um, everyone has modern weaponry to fight the vampires. So they have um, guns with carbon bullets in because obviously, you know, carbon like, like wood. So that will kill the vampires. They use um, gas grenades with the, uh, the chemical that the, the main constituent of garlic. Are you hitting your mic, David? Um, I'm picking up a lot of noise from you. Okay, uh, let me just adjust that. Ooh, ah, um, ooh. And um, and yeah, it was it was you know it was a great show. It's really tightly written. Um, six just these six episodes. Uh, and when it when it's finished, and and they kind of said, well, that's it. There's not going to be any more. Everybody's seen it. Can't well, what you can't do that to us. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if you, uh, I would strongly recommend if you if you're remotely into. Uh, you know, supernatural stories or anything like that. Get hold of these six episodes and watch it. It's a fantastic show. Okay, Mark Rudd, we'll start with you. A show that people should be watching right now. Fringe. Fringe. Uh, you know, I, every time I see the previews for that, it looks good to me, but I just haven't watched it. It looks like one of those shows that if I haven't watched it from the beginning, I'm not going to end up, you know, I, I'm not going to know what's going on. Well, I mean, enough to say J.J. Abrams, okay? That this is his his baby. Of course, we know him with the new Star Trek coming out. Lost, creator of Lost, creator of Alias. Um, Fringe is all about fringe science, and it's about these technologies that uh, have been spoken of, but they they actually explore them. And there's great storylines, and uh, they've been on hiatus a little bit. They're supposed to be coming back in April. I would suggest go. You can go on to ABC. Or you can go on ABC.com and actually view the older episodes. Um, I might have to get caught up on that. Yeah, Yeah. it looked like one of the shows that I would enjoy, but for whatever reason, I just didn't watch it. I think something else was on at the same time that I was recording. It definitely has the feel. It's not as good as Lost. I won't won't kid you around. It's not, but what is? Um, But it definitely has that feel and that that tempo of Lost. You'll see a lot of familiar 
kind of uh, setups in terms of the, the, the framing of it and the pacing of it. But definitely check it out. All right, Guy. Uh, French. Uh, as far as shows that are still on right now, uh, you know, I, I'd love to say something like Battlestar Galactica, but unfortunately they've just wrapped that up. Uh, Heroes started out so well and is now just pretty much turned to crap. I don't know. I, I've been enjoying this season of Heroes a lot. In fact, the last one was probably the the best episode I've seen since the first season. Well, I don't know. It 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 just hasn't clicked with me since the first season. the The only show, the shows that I still kind of go out of my way to watch. You know, it, it it's it's kind of it's a lighter show. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good show. And what really makes that show is uh, Barney. <laughs> it's one that I don't watch because my wife sees the previews and she's like, "That's so sexist. I don't want to watch that." So of course like, it is. Yeah, and it, yeah. so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and if you want to, and if you want another one like that that just make you roll on the floor, rule some engagement. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, Dave. It's uh, David Spade, um, and you know, and and just a cast of characters that everybody will be familiar with: Putty from Seinfeld. Um, you know, uh, just it's it's really good and and it's funny and it's quick. All right, David. Uh, well, I'm slightly disadvantaged here because I um. I'm, you know, I, I do have this policy of not watching a show until it survives the first season in case it does get cancelled. Right, but that's why um, we kind of want to say yeah, if there is something yeah. you're watching. Well, there's something that I've got to hold up my hands and say I've not started watching this yet. I have downloaded a couple of episodes and I, it is on my list to watch. And that is uh, Dollhouse, which is the new yeah. series of Joss Whedon. And mm-hmm. all I would say, I'd, I've no idea whether it's any good or not. I know it's had some mixed reviews, but... Go out and watch it because you know what? Whedon deserves the break. You know, I, <laughs> I agree with you there. Survive more than a season. My problem with watching it, and I and I keep thinking I should watch it because it comes on right after uh, the Sarah Cro- Sarah Connor Chronicles Terminator, which oh, I Terminator. do watch. Yeah, um, it's a good show too. It's another good show. It's not my pick, but I really like that show a lot. Um, I don't know. There's something about that show that hasn't captured me in the commercials yet, so I just haven't bothered with it, and I'm worried that it's going to be canceled. With Josh Wheaton, it's hit and miss. I never liked the Buffy stuff. I never liked the... Uh, Angel. The, the, yeah, I didn't like that show either. Well, uh, but I yeah, love I'm Firefly. Not, uh, yeah, so. Firefly. Yeah, I just... I'd, 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 I, uh, Buffy kind of grew on me, but I'd really, really liked Angel. In fact, that would probably be another one that probably got cancelled for me a bit early because it kind of wrapped up very quickly. Dowhouse. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't I'm like gonna... the main actress. That's my problem well, with that show. Well, yeah, but this I mean this is a this is a girl uh, Eliza Dishku who who's was in Buffy and um she did appear in Angel and she was um you know she's so obviously she's a, she must be a bit of a muse for Just Sweden, I she, guess. Well, that and she's been in a lot of campy stuff that I never really enjoyed or she plays a royal bitch in movies. Yeah. And so I've never really been attracted to her as an actress cuz I just don't like the roles that I've seen her in before. Yeah, she's good looking and all that, and I probably will give the show a try. But I don't know. There's something about it that just hasn't captured me yet. I don't know enough about it, and I think that's the problem with Josh Wheaton shows on television. They don't let you know what the hell it's about. They don't do enough to pique your interest. Just her laying there naked with a cityscape somehow so superimposed over her, that's not convincing me to watch the show. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, my show has actually been on for three seasons. It's on the Sci-Fi Network. Uh, most people haven't seen this show. I think it's it, it kind of harkens back to '80s and '90s shows. 
um, where each episode is kind of self-contained. But the characters are really, really engaging. I really watch the show to be, uh, it's lighthearted to me. And it's called Eureka. Oh, yeah. I love I, Eureka. I keep waiting for that damn show to come back on. They, yeah, it's a summer show. A, they had kind of a, um, uh, like a, a, a cliffhanger where he got fired at, at the end of it. Yep. And it was like, okay, well, what happened next? You're not right. It's a summer show, though, guy. That's the thing. Uh, and that's my fear that because it comes on at the end of the season for everybody else, that not enough people is watching it. But because it's on sci-fi, I don't think that they have to rely on getting a five share to continue the show. But I think it's a brilliant show. I, I absolutely love it. It's great. That is a good show. My favorite show, though, guys. Um, and I would rank this show within my favorite shows on, of all time, within the top five right now. And it's coming on, starts in, I think, two weeks. Um, and, it, and it is my favorite show, and I encourage everyone to go buy the, the DVDs or download them, however. But you you, you got to watch this show from the very beginning and get completely caught up. Anybody know what that is? Come on. Well, we Nobody? know that Lost is already on, so yeah. it's not that. Rescue Me. Oh yeah, rescue me! Rescue awesome. me yeah. is oh, I, I I don't know why I like the show so, so much. well written. It's it it's it's really kind of strange I've, and peculiar, and you know that that the hero is really an anti-hero, but yep. you like the guy. You do well. You know they had a, an episode where uh, he goes to the ball game, mm -hmm. and he's with his father. Yeah, and I mean this Very is a show that you never know what's going to happen. I mean, he, I don't yeah, want to give too much away, but. Um, he, he goes to a ball game with his father who, who it's funny in, in previous episodes, they'll be talking and they'll say one thing, but they actually type on the screen what they're really saying. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, dad? Nothing. But then it's typed on your screen. Your mother's driving me crazy again. Right. <laughs> you know, and they both know what each other's really saying, but they don't actually say it. I mean, it's just so funny. So he goes to the ball game with his dad. And uh, they get good seats, and the friends that go with them got kind of crappy seats. They're sitting behind them. And his dad actually dies right. during the game. Wasn't that the season finale? Yeah. And, he, you know, he's sitting there, and he, he he knows his dad has passed away. Yeah. And he just puts his arm around his dad and continues to watch the game. Soaks in the moment. Yep. And uh, I actually got choked up on that. I was like, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. TV shows don't usually choke me up, but. I don't know. It's so powerful. I mean, the show is just so well written. It is. Um, it's another one that I can't really watch with my wife because it's very sexist. Right. But oh, it's just so well done. I mean, it you know, really you root is. for the guy. Everything keeps going wrong for him, and and he keeps screwing his life up, making the wrong choices, to, completely doing the wrong thing. Yet you you find him going in and rescuing somebody when he shouldn't be in there. And doing doing something heroic, you know. So he's like, and not he's even an to get the credit. I mean, he does stuff where you yeah. know the, he's not even on shift, and he goes into a house to rescue someone, right? Rescue someone, gets him out, and leaves, and no one even knows right. he was there. And so, he's not even supposed to. He was like suspended, right? He's doing that just because he just wants to help people. Yep. And and yeah. but yet, you know, he's such an ass, right? You know, he's an alcoholic. He's trying to quit. Then he falls off the bandwagon. He gets in a fight with his brother, and it's just. Right. You know, and so many of the main characters that you wouldn't expect die unexpectedly. You're sitting there watching. You're like, oh, my God, they just killed off so-and-so. It's really gritty. It is really, yeah. really gritty. But yeah. 
it's still it's one of those shows that you'll laugh out loud. I mean, like mm-hmm. the one the the his his uh, best friend at the fire department is trying to get even with his cousin for sleeping mm-hmm. with his right ex girlfriend who was a nun. Um, and this girl that he brings home is this great big black woman who just cooks so well, <laughs> and she seduces him with food. She, he's like, "What's that smell?" And she's like, "Chocolate pizza." He's like, "Chocolate pizza," and yeah. she lets him smell it. And she puts it all up under his, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And, you know, and, it's and just she, wrong. And she, but he's she like, "I must wreck. have some." And he's like, "She's like, well, what are you gonna do for me, sweetie?" And he's like, "I, I, I can't do that." And she's like, well, then I guess I'll just have to throw this away. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just throw it away. And then he yeah. slowly takes a bite, and you know what's going to happen. He's going to yeah, have to. You know what's happening. And he doesn't want to do it with her, but it, the food is so good. And <laughs> yeah. he just has to give how, in how to can it. you not like a show like that? I mean. It's like, op- it's like all these opposite ideas of everything all just thrown together in a big crash, you know? Absolutely. And he's trying. He's trying to make a good impression on his daughter's boyfriend, who's a musician, and he ends up beating the crap <laughs> until he <laughs> finds out that his himself. his his this boyfriend of her of his daughter is actually seeing another girl, right. and then all of a sudden he's super nice to the guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just it's such a good show. I don't know. I know David and Guy. You guys probably aren't watching this, and I don't no. want to encourage you to do anything illegal like fire up X-Torrent and, and download seasons one through five and watch them. And you'll profusely thank me later because this is one of the best written shows on television right now. It's you'll, you'll so be, good. You'll, you'll be hard pressed to stop um, watching it. They, okay. they must have, they must have the back seasons on DVD. They do have the back seasons on DVD. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody, if you have never watched it, it starts up it's new season this year. And this is, I don't know if you knew this, Mark, this is going to be the longest season because usually it's, it? it's a shorter season show. It's like it 12 like episodes. It's been on hiatus for a long time. Well, what happened was they didn't, they want to give all the focus on the shield because it was the shield's last season. Yeah. And I, I never watched the shield when it was I new. I finally, compl- I watched the season, uh, the shield from episode one and season one to whatever the last episode was in season seven in like uh, a month and a half period right before <laughs> Mac world. And then, when I wow. got back, yeah, I just watched them all, and it was a Good brilliant stop. show. But as much as I liked the Shield, and I know it had huge fans, Rescue Me is a better show. It is. It's, it's, yeah. it's on it's iTunes awesome too. Show. Rescue Me is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not. It's not for all ages, and it's not for all people. Right. Because you're right. I mean, it it basically well, celebrates a lot of the worst aspects of people, but then it's it's redeeming. It you is. know, it always. What were you going to say, guy, about season one? It doesn't look like season one is on here. Well, you got to start at season one. There's no question. But yeah. I, I guarantee you, I'll, I'll, I'll make this promise, David and Guy. If you go buy season one and you don't like it, I'll refund your money. Yeah. There you go. I, so it's it's guaranteed. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back. But I guarantee you, if you that, watch season only, one. That's only for David and me. That's people. it. This, this David that's and Guy. Right, that's yeah. it. <laughs> it, it. Figured watch I better season, get that out there before watch, you got yourself no. in trouble, Tim. Watch it. Yeah. And if you can honestly tell me, no, nah, I don't really like it. I will PayPal you the money back because I think this is a brilliant show that most people don't watch. Anybody who has watched it will tell you it's just brilliant. It's so well done. So speaking of so well done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Guy, guy, just, uh, just one reminded me of one other show you should watch, which is the IT crowd. Yes. I don't know. uh, That's okay. I, was, I've I, think, got, I think it's very, very funny. I've got, was it three seasons now? 
Yeah, yeah. But, and the weird yeah. thing is, and David, maybe you can short. explain this. There's yeah, only six. six episodes per season. Yeah, because yeah, we we don't have the we don't have the same we don't really have seasons here in in Britain. So, um, you know, our shows aren't all produced in September to run through for a a block um, like like yours are. Our TV is structured very differently, and and because many of these shows and the IT crowd is a very good example are written by just a small team of maybe one or two people. Um, they can't really churn out, you know, 24, 24 episodes a year. So right. they will, you know, they will do a very short, you know, they, they commissioned for much shorter blocks of, uh, you know, four or six, sometimes 12, but not really much more than that often uh, yeah. for British TV. So that that's kind of why. And in fact, the IT crowd, the first, the first season came out, uh, the first six episodes, and then there was a really long gap before the second the second series, uh, and then a much shorter to get for the third. And, and I don't know what the current status of it is, whether it's going to, uh, whether there's going to be any more. But it is very funny, and it's 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 kind of British and quirky, but it right. is um, it is highly amusing. And again, the performances of the um, of the two geeks at the at the at the core of the show, oh, especially the guy and, playing Moss. Yeah, he's he's very very good, very uh, it's, funny. I have all three seasons on my Apple TV that I got from iTunes. Yeah. And I'm halfway through, I think I'm in episode three right now of season two. And I'll end up watching them all, but it's one of those shows that's like, it's okay. It's I, I, I crack up about it, but I have to be in the mood to watch it. Yeah. Wait till you get to the one that's called This Is The Internet. Oh, that sounds funny already. <laughs> oh, so, it's unbelievably funny. And this is the podcast, and we're wrapping up uh, our third edition of <laughs> Geekiest Show Ever. Stop that, David. We uh, we're gonna have one more episode in the mymac.com podcast feed. So one more episode, and that that's it. After that point, you're gonna have to subscribe to Geekiest Show Ever within iTunes. So otherwise, uh, enjoy it here on the MyMac Podcast channel. If you are listening to this in the Geekiest Show Ever feed, you can also hear the same guys every week on the mymac.com podcast. And uh, anything else we need to say? What do we? Here's the thing, people. We don't know what we're going to talk about until like two days before we do the show. So we need your help. Let us know what you think we ought to talk about on a future episode. On any, exactly. on either show. On either show, absolutely. The the and, Mac stuff or here on Geekiest Show. And definitely go to the iTunes when you're subscribing and rate the show for us. Yep, Gets give us a give there. us the ratings, even if it's a bad one. I don't care. Just give us a rating because we want to boost that up. I don't think anybody's rated the show yet. The last time I looked, no one had yet. Um, Which is also something that happened on the MyMac side too. People just don't kind of go and do that. Well, you know, and then, like them to. well, number one, the MyMac show's been going on for you know what this is going going into our fifth year at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, no, no, nobody reviews. has reviewed our show. I'm I'm so bummed out. You. Bastards. With a name like Geekiest Show Ever, you think it would be a natural, but I guess not. So, you know, rate our show. Let us know what you think. Send email to feedback at mymac.com. We'll eventually get a, a correct URL email address for it. But right now it's feedback at mymac.com. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks.